This is Johan. Today on the Burning Rooms podcast, I'm joined by Brian. We're going to share what you can expect from season four, what's different, what's the same, and a little bit about what we've been up to. All this today on the Burning Rooms podcast. Welcome to the Burning Rooms Podcast, 2022 edition. Welcome, everyone. Where we connect you with the heartbeat of the praying church, where we have the conversations, share the stories that encourage you and strengthen your corporate and personal prayer life. I got through that. It's a little bit different with minimal interruptions, because there's going to be interruptions because we're doing this remotely. And we probably have a little bit of Burning Rooms rust on us, so... Bear with us as we get back into the flow of the professional, well-organized podcast that you're all used to. We got rust and <laughs> crust. It's going to be a little bit scraping this off. In fact, this is our second, fourth take. Burning Rooms is now a part of Consecrate.ca, an equipping and training resource with online classes and internships for praying people and communities. See Consecrate.ca for details and for any upcoming classes. Uh, okay, so we're gonna. This episode is gonna be a little bit odd. I mean, they all are, but as per usual, yeah, as per usual. But we're just going to basically talk about what this season is going to be about, our heart, uh, what we've been up to, a little bit of that, a bit of a reboot, if you will, a little bit of a reboot, reset. It can only go up from here, guys. It's true. We can promise you, it can only get better. <laughs> so what's going to be different for the time being? We will not be bi-weekly. Uh, we got a smaller team. And just with the flow of life, you know, we wanted to make the show more sustainable, make sure that we get out regular content. We know it's important to be regular. <laughs> right, Brian? Okay. Yeah, we have our first uncontrollable giggles from Johan. So far, it's one-sided, but I'm sure it will increase as we go along here. So, as Johan was saying, um, because of that, we will now be moving to monthly, just so that we can actually continue to provide you with really quality content. Try, instead of trying to force something that's not sustainable... I'm in a new role. Johan's got a lot on his plate. We're going to shift to once a month, or as I like to call it, we'll be just be bi bi-weekly. Yeah, and you're noticing less voices on here. We've scaled down our team. Had to fire a few people. Yeah, yeah. Brian and myself, we're going to be your main host. Jehu was fired. Uh, not really. He's actually focusing on the whole being fruitful and multiplying thing. Hey, Jehu, he's going to be listening to this. He'll still be in the background. You'll be involved making sure we don't say anything ridiculous. So there might already be a bunch of cuts in this one. But Brian has relocated to a small town without a Wendy's. It's a long drive for Brian to come. And and also COVID's still circulating, so we're going to go remote. The, the positive thing about that, though, I, I think, is that it's going to open up opportunities to connect with more people and actually reach a greater distance. So it's kind of fun because one of the things that I think people have been saying consistently in terms of feedback is that they were wanting to hear other people, which, I mean, <laughs> based on the beginning of this podcast, I can totally understand why. <laughs> <laughs> and so we are looking forward to having some pretty awesome interviews coming up with people from really across Canada in the in the prayer movement. <clears throat> and so definitely hoping that that will be something that will be an encouragement and a, a strengthening to all of you who are listening. I mean, we got people on our list. They haven't said yes yet, but we will make sure that they say yes. How can they resist us? How can they resist? So let's talk about what's going to be the same. 
Well, the theme song, you've heard it. I can't bring myself to change it because I would hear the wrath of many people because they want the theme song to stay the same. It always makes me feel like I'm riding a horse. Yeah. And it's it's already stamped on the on the eyeballs of your ears. So we just can't change it. Can't change it. No. So we're still going to be focused on prayer and praying communities. And we wanted to make sure this was not just about a house of prayer specific thing, but really bringing in the praying church as we recognize that this is kind of what the Lord is doing right alongside houses of prayer. He's strengthening prayer in the local churches with prayer expressions. We're seeing it and we want to encourage the the broader church in, in prayer. Yeah, it was kind of interesting and not intentionally like thinking ahead to this podcast at all, but with some work stuff, we was actually re-listening to the prophetic word that we stole our podcast name from. Um, it was a word given a number of years ago about the Lord raising up burning ones in the burning rooms. And honestly, what, what I was reminded of again is just that, that what we're doing in prayer, these things matter so deeply to the heart of God. Like the, the Lord is just so passionate about raising up a prayer movement in this hour. And that's really why we're doing what we're doing. We want this to be a place where you really can be strengthened and encouraged. And that's just 100% our heart in in season four as we kind of reboot this thing. And kind of all along as a, as a house of prayer sort of podcast, we wanted to inject some personality, which you can tell. I mean, some don't actually want that, but too bad. That's what you're going to get. Not that Jehu didn't have personality. I'm going to miss that <laughs> personality, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he definitely brought, I think, a lot less goofiness than we do. So we, we will have to rein ourselves in. Uh, but as intercessors and praying people, we often get that label of being too serious, uh, unapproachable. Like we often hear that after people hang out with us or we invite them out for coffee after being in the prayer room. They're like, you guys are normal people. It's like, I thought you were so serious, but we often get that. And it's interesting. So we just wanted to bring that personality piece uh, because I think if people know that we're real people in the prayer movement, giving ourselves to this thing, and we have real struggles, all sorts of background stories, especially with some of the interviews we're going to do, like we want to hear some of those background stories, how they came into the prayer movement. I think that's the best way to encourage and strengthen people, just to let them know that, hey, you can do this no matter where you're coming from or what walk of life you're in right now. You can give yourself to the place yeah. of prayer. And personally, I kind of feel like I have about two different gears. And I heard Corey Russell say something similar once, too. Um, and I totally just echo with that. Like, I feel like I got two gears. One is really, really intense about prayer and worship and revival. And then the other gear is total goofball. And those are just my only two gears that I have. But I think it's so important to have fun. In my study and preparation for this episode, it kind of came to my attention that you cannot spell the foundations of praying without fun. Is that is that just a fluke? I don't know. I, <laughs> but but <laughs> might have to rearrange a few letters there. But. <laughs> But, but you can't spell it without fun. It's in there. I mean, you can spell all sorts of things. Should we call it foundations of prayer? Probably should to some degree. Like I, I remember a number of years ago, actually, where um, we were at a prayer conference and Jim Gall was speaking probably 10, 12 years ago in Winnipeg. And one of the things, his, one of his points for intercessors that he felt like was so important was that prayer people, we, we need to learn to have fun. Because the only way you're going to be able to actually survive in this thing long term is with a sense of humor. And to be able to laugh at yourself, you know, it's like we want to take prayer and the Lord really, really seriously. But man, if you don't have time to laugh and have fun and just goof around, you're going to be no fun to be around and people aren't going to want to be around you. Like we need to make this an enjoyable thing. And in our case, we just can't help it. At least for us, it's enjoyable. 
So let's go into what we've been up to here, Brian. Maybe we'll start with you. What, like, what's been happening? Why are you in small town, no Wendy's? Yeah, I mean, thankfully the Wendy's is still just about an hour away, so there's some survival there. But yeah, the and part of the reason for the break is that I guess middle of May or so, I I moved out to uh, to Winkler, Manitoba, and so which is just about that's about an hour and a quarter from where our, our prayer room is with with the House of Prayer. And took on a role uh, running a discipleship school. And I love it. It's been an absolute blast. This has been something that's been on my heart for probably 13, 14, 15 years. And we're able to fuse worship and prayer and studying the word and missions all together into one. And it has just been so fun, so rewarding, so exciting to see what the Holy Spirit is doing. It, It feels like for me, I'm starting to step into some of the things. It's almost like I've been sowing seeds in prayer for about 15 years. And now I'm starting to step into some of the fruit of the things I've been praying for and seeing some of the things we've been asking for over and over and over again in the house of prayer, starting to see some of those things with my eyes, which has just been so, so fun. It's just so encouraging to see the way the Lord is stirring hearts, raising up singers and worshipers and wholehearted lovers of God. So I absolutely love it. In the midst of that, I actually Kind of really fun, had a chance as well this summer to connect with with some friends with a ministry called Deeper Life Ministries, which is out of Strasburg, Saskatchewan, and get a bit of a glimpse of what the Lord is doing in, in Saskatoon and Regina and, yeah, just, just our neighbors just, uh, just out west of us here. And, and it's just so, so cool to see, yeah, the Lord's zeal for the prayer movement in this season. And this isn't you giving up on the prayer movement. This is stepping into the praying church. Filled yourself up with a season of, of consecration before the Lord, learning how to do it in the midst of a praying community, and then you go out to the church and you're starting to establish a school and raise up some more intercessors. I think that's always been what the Lord has placed on you. So it's cool that you get to step into that and you still get to be part of the Burning Rooms podcast. So that's kind of cool. Well, and I think it's awesome too, because sometimes, you know, if if you've been in a house of prayer for a long time, you can start to think that the house of prayer is the prayer movement, but it's not. The bride is the prayer movement, and the Lord is raising up a prayer movement in his bride. It's not about the name on the building. It's not even about the ministry style. It's about the heart and his heart and his zeal that his house, like every congregation all across the nations of the earth, would be a house of prayer for all nations. And so seeing that heart release, yeah, this what I'm doing now feels very much like an extension of what I've been doing for the past you know, whether it was four and a half years on staff at shop, but really more like 13 years involved with that community as my primary worship community. So yeah, it's, it's, I've just really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. As Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. He didn't say my house of prayer shall be my house, right? So his church, his people, they will be a house of prayer. So that's cool. And, and I find it so interesting even right now, like seeing how many churches are in 21 day fasts off the start of this year. Our church is, and, and a number of others are as well, like Daniel Fast and stuff right off the start of the year. And so it's like, oh, wow. It's, it's just so amazing to see the Lord stirring churches in that way. How about you? What have you been up to? I've been up to a lot of things. I mean, COVID's taken a toll on our ability to meet in the house of prayer. So that's been a challenge, especially when you're giving yourself to it as a staff member. Uh, so even raising support, that sort of idea, uh, I just really felt the Lord's invitation to really step into more of the media messenger. I had, I had a word several years ago that the Lord is going to make me a media messenger. 
And I didn't know what that meant at the time because I didn't do anything media when I had that prophetic word. Uh, but then this podcasting thing slowly arose. We did burning rooms and then uh, we did shopcast and then I started my own and just a bunch of situations. People contacted me and asked about uh, how I'm editing, what my process is. And, and I just felt the invitation of the Lord to, you know what, turn this into something. Turn it into a business, a way to get out the messages, get really good at this. Like I really felt like he wants to use this for more than, more than obviously just me growing a business and helping raise support in the house of prayer, but really expanding the kingdom message and the message of the house of prayer. I'm obviously not giving all my time to that because I'm still on staff at the house of prayer. So really building a lot of infrastructure for our consecrated internship in the background. Uh, we've gone online during COVID. So we actually are expanding that and doing less in-person internships at the time. We'll look ahead to that in the future, but really wanting to encourage the larger, broader church, different demographics, and we can do that by going online. So building a lot of infrastructure behind the scenes and helping build some classes. I'm also really excited to step into helping Care Impact. It's an organization that connects churches to help families, support adoption, fostering, and just being a real family support. Here's a little bit, of, little bit of a story. So they used to be called Forever Families, and then they, they rebranded. And we're friends with them. They've been to our house of prayer once in a while. So I actually messaged them and said, hey, great branding. Felt the Lord. He prompted me to ask them, hey, have you thought of starting a podcast? Because I produce podcasts, and I just feel like I want to do that for you for free. And I got a message a few hours later, and she says, we were just talking about this yesterday. We've been actually talking about a podcast for a year, but just yesterday we gave up on it almost saying, Lord, if you want to do it, you need to send someone our way that knows what they're doing. And then I got this message from you. So she sent this message to a bunch of her team and she's like, check this out. So really excited to get that going, to get started on that in the, in the coming months. And you can look out for that. We started a small group church. We just felt like as a family with the house of prayer hours being shortened, that we just needed something as a family, a local church type expression. So we just got a few friends together, invited them into a house and just wanted to lead worship together and read the word together. So that's been really encouraging. We had to stop that for now because restrictions tightened yet again. Uh, but it's been really good because... Eli, who's been on our podcast previously, he was a little bit younger back then. He's now 15. I think we were both a, we were both a little bit younger back then. A little bit, yeah. Maybe not as wise. But he's really stepped into leading worship without my prompting, because in his younger years, I always encouraged him to do that. And he's like, Dad, I'm, a, I'm my own person. I'm going to have my own path. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, I totally believe that. And the Lord has gifts that he's placed in you. And then out of nowhere, he goes to our piano and starts playing with learning songs. And, and now he's excited about leading. So that's really been huge for me to be able to sow into growing the prayer movement in my own home. And I really love that. That's really exciting for me. Man, he's so much further than I was at his age. So look out. It's going to be awesome. And we're actually going to, I think we're going to have him on the podcast at some point again to talk about his journey. That would be sweet. Awesome. And there's a few other things. I just really hearing the Lord's heart and wanting to grow the prayer movement beyond the four walls and 
and seeing healing. And I, I feel like the Lord's stirring a lot in this next season. I just feel like he's going to do something. There's something big coming. I know you've heard that before, but he's always up to something. So I think we can continually say that and it would be correct to do so. That's so cool. And I, I thought actually like it might be really cool just to spend a bit of time talking about both like what we feel the Lord emphasizing, whether it's in our personal lives or also corporately, like what is the Lord speaking to the prayer movement in this season? What's he been speaking to our hearts? Yeah, I, I just think that would be really a, a great discussion to have. So I, I just had a couple of things that I had been thinking about. So two things he's been emphasizing to me personally, and then two things I felt, and it's really one thing I think that I felt him emphasizing in terms of the prayer movement as we were getting ready to to do this podcast today. And so Two things the Lord's been emphasizing personally for me, one in a, in a very major way is the kingdom of God. And we, we with our students, we did a, a study through the book of Matthew, and, and the whole purpose of it was to ask the question over and over again as we read through the book of Matthew, understanding that it was written basically as a discipleship manual for the church to point to Jesus, but also to show what, what it meant to be a disciple. We, we kept asking the question, what does discipleship look like? And one of the things that really stuck out for me is that you know, I've been so used to, you know, and we believe that evangelism is really important, but Jesus' evangelism, it was like he brought the kingdom. That's what his evangelism was. It was the kingdom of God manifesting wherever he went. So he preached the message of the kingdom, but there's also a demonstration of it. And so healing, deliverance, like the, the power of the Holy Spirit went wherever he went. And that's really been provoking me. I, I just think sometimes our models of what it means to, to walk out the Christian life and be a witness, they're man-made models and they're not actually the scriptural ones. And so I just keep coming back in the Gospels over and over and over again, the release, of, the release of Holy Spirit power. And it's been fun, even though I'm like an hour and a, hour and a bit away from, from Winnipeg now, we, I'm taking my students especially in fall we, into Winnipeg and joining with some of, our, uh, some of my friends from the House of Prayer and being involved with evangelism downtown and you know, seeing, seeing people get healed, seeing people get touched by the Holy Spirit, the Lord has just elevated in my heart just to a whole other level of how zealous he is, not just for us to pray that he would release signs and wonders, but to understand, no, this is what he does when he shows up. Like, this is just who he is, and we should have an expectation of that to happen. And along with that, there's so many awesome things about the role I'm in right now, the way my students are provoking me, because I didn't know what kind of group I would get, and these students are just so on fire. I was texting with, with Gaylene, who's been on this podcast before yesterday, and I just said, like, this group is so bold. It's like, I got to step up my game where these, these young little whippersnappers are going to, you know, like, they're going to kick my butt here. I just love it. Like, I mean, they're not young little whippersnappers, but in terms of my age, they actually are, I guess. I'm in my early 40s, and they're all, like, around 19, 20. And so I just love that, and I just feel the Lord, like, calling me up in boldness. I think COVID has caused so many of us to kind of, like draw back into our little bubbles. And I don't think that's God's heart at all. Like, I mean, yeah, we, we don't want to be silly to some degree, and, and there's, there's, there can be recklessness in the midst of it. Certainly, that I get that, but like, no, nah, he, he wants his love to shine through us. And so I just, I just feel him provoking me in that area. But then specifically for the prayer movement, even just this morning, I felt these two verses on my heart. The first was Leviticus 6.13. It says, The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. And in 2 Chronicles 29, 11, My sons, do not be negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him and to serve him, to minister before him and to burn incense. 
And I just feel like so strongly in my heart, like this is not a time to be retreating. This is a time to be pressing into the heart of God. And I, I think in some ways during this season, there has been a testing. It's like, okay, how important is it to have fire burning on the altar? And maybe even another question is, what does that look like? Because maybe it's had to look like different things during this season, but in no way during this season has it been the Lord's heart that the fire and the altar would go out. Like there, there's, there's no way. And, and I, I just, I just feel that, that reminder, like, cause I, cause I know we've, we've said these verses so many times and we've quoted these verses so many times and prayed these verses so many times. And yet I, I feel like to some degree COVID has, has actually caused some in the prayer movement to actually just pull back and say, well, it's okay if my fire isn't burning as bright. Well, maybe the corporate fire can't burn, but what about your personal fire? And, and so I just feel the Lord's zeal on that. And I just feel like he wants to, to call us up in this season to, to remind us of these verses, to remind us of our heritage. And like, we've said this stuff matters. And so I just, I, I think there's, a, there's an opportunity coming in this season to re-enlist maybe even repent where we've been looking at ourselves and our own lives and our own worries and our own fears and haven't been keeping our eyes on the Lord and his intentions in this season. And so I just, I just feel that, that in my heart, it's like, man, yeah, he wants that fire burning on the altar. And one of the cool things is I think many, many ministries across Canada, when I look at some of my friends, some of the things they're involved with, they've found creative ways. They have found ways to keep that fire burning. And maybe part of what this season was about is a, it's just a training for, for seasons to come. How are we going to keep the fire burning? What does that look like when maybe we can't do the large corporate gatherings? And I think it's so cool. Johan, you talked about being part of a bit of a, a house church thing. And I know I've, I've joined you guys a few times and it's just been, it's just been so fun. Like, I just, I just love the heart that I, that I see in that group to, to connect, to worship together, to pray together. And so I'm intrigued with what that will all look like in this coming season, but. Yeah, definitely so glad that, that I know even for yourself, you found ways to, to keep that fire burning. Yeah, and even like I started a podcast over the last year called Beholding, and that's been good for my heart. Like really feeling in this season the importance of sustained friendship with Jesus and really growing in that deep friendship and relationship with him. Uh, just even related to that, could you, why don't you just tell us a little bit about that podcast? Um, like what prompted you to start it? What's the heart of it? Well, several years ago, I went through, I was going through the Bible and I was taking out every single thing that described something about him. I'm like, I do not know him. So let's take the Bible and let's find out what he's like. I needed to know what he's like. I was kind of disturbed in my spirit when I read something that I didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to disagree with that. Like, this is who he is and I need to know him. So I'm going to write down everything I can because I love lists. So I went through scripture and I wrote down descriptions of him, why he does things, uh, who he interacts with, just anything that gives me any insight into what he's like, his personality, and just who he is. So I made this list and paper after paper, like filling up books. I'm like, I can't just keep this to myself. How do I pass this on to my kids or the next generation or even, or even grow in it myself? So I'm like, okay, let's turn it into a podcast because that's what I'm doing anyway. That's kind of something that I'm growing in. And honestly, I don't care if anyone listens to this podcast. It could be zero listeners. I haven't even checked the stats on it. That's not important to me <laughs> for this one because I'm doing, I'm doing it for myself. So I can't even tell you if anyone's listening to it. So go listen to it or not, Beholding Podcast. But 
I'm just going to keep doing it because like I'm finding my prayer life is growing and doing it takes a lot of time and I'm still working really hard at doing it really well because I think that's important too. Like if I'm going to do something for the Lord, like I want to do it well. That's classic Johan promotion, by the way. Listen to it or not, I don't care. I'm doing it, <laughs> like, <laughs> which I just love. Who who would you say it's for? Like, what would if someone is going to listen to this podcast? Like, what would they expect to get out of it? If you don't feel like, actually, none of us know him the way we should know him. Exactly, uh, I totally agree with it, you. I sure it's don't. It's a good, it's a good meditation tool. Yeah. If you just want to gain insight into his personality, if you feel like you need to connect with him. Friendship-wise, if you don't want to be offended, it's an opportunity to go through Scripture and find out what he says about himself. Like, we can hear sermons and hear what preachers tell us what he's like, but when you're reading the Scripture, this is the God-breathed Word of God that is 100% true, and he doesn't change. He doesn't change his personality and his ways throughout Scripture, so we can take things from that, and if he does something, he's consistent. And so you find out what he's like. So, I mean, I invite people to take out a paper and write the list themselves and then pray through it because I just find it so powerful. Like there are times when I'm feeling down, discouraged or, or whatever, like I feel disconnected from him. I'll just pull out the list and I'll start reading down the list. And all of a sudden I just feel like faith arising because you're declaring who he is and the truth of who he is over yourself. And it just, that's just good. That's going to bring life to your spirit when you do that. So So it sounds like if you're not into hype, but you are into Jesus, this might be one worth listening to. (laughs) That's awesome. The Beholding podcast, it's called? Beholding, yeah. Yeah. Not the beholding. I don't hold bees. You don't hold bees. They sting. They hurt. Uh, So another thing that the Lord has been touching or impressing on me, a few months ago, actually, we were praying for healing in our house of prayer. And I came across this verse, looking through the scriptures, and you mentioned Matthew. So Matthew 4, 23 to 24, and this was really feeling the heart of the Lord on this one. I'm just going to read it. And he went through all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics. He healed them all. And when I read this, most people would say, wow, he heals a lot of people. But when I read this, I'm like, his fame spread throughout all of Syria. What translation is that, by the way? English standard. Okay, yeah, because I, I just, I, that, that when his fame, when you read it, I, that's never ever stood out to me. But as you're reading, it's like, oh, I missed that because I was focusing on the healings. Like when I've been reading through this, and it's like, oh my goodness, go ahead. I just like, wow. Exactly. But the thing is, he didn't do this in a box. Like he didn't call people to come to him. It's wherever he went, like he went through all of Syria and wherever he went, healing happens. Yes. Like, so where, wherever Jesus is, wherever he goes, healing happens. That's just what happens when he goes to these places. So I really feel like if and when healing breaks out in our churches, in our house of prayer, biblically, it's not allowed to stay within those confines because it spreads. His fame needs to spread. That's the kingdom. His kingdom is ever expanding. If his kingdom stops advancing, it's not his kingdom anymore because his kingdom is always advancing. 
So it needs to spread. Like, I want to see this healing go and his fame. It's about his fame. It's about knowing him more, knowing about his name. It's not necessarily about the healing. The healing helps his fame to spread. So this is really impressed on my heart too right now. Just really wanting to, the fame of Jesus to grow, right? And to see, and to see healing revival, but to see it break out into the streets. And that can be, it's so interesting because sometimes even people will be like, oh, why do you always just focus on healing? Like, let's focus on salvations. And first of all, the Lord just loves our bodies because he made them, but he, he gets a glory. Like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm stirred, man. We, I don't know, do you got time? Can I share a couple of stories? I'll just share one. Well, maybe two. We, with, with my students, we were, uh, we were out in a school in Brandon with a group of grade eights and we actually just got them to pray for each other. And this grade eight girl who'd been having knee issues, like, for, for months, wasn't able to play her favorite sport and stuff because her knee was bothering her. Her friends prayed for her. I don't know if they've ever prayed for a sick person even before. And the first time they prayed for her, they didn't feel anything, which isn't unusual. I just tell them, well, pray at least a second time because so many people I've seen healed, you got, it's a second time where something happens. And so they prayed the second time and she feels something pop in her knee and something is moving in there, but there's still some pain. Pray for her the third time, ask her how she's doing. And she just starts like, tears just start streaming down her cheeks. And it's like, Oh my goodness. And I, I believe so strongly, like if we're waiting to see the healing breakthrough inside of our churches, I don't know if we're going to see it because the Lord wants it outside. Like he's so zealous about that. And when we've gone to Central Park and partnered with friends there, like healing is there for the taking in many places. I think it just is requiring us to step out in faith. And yeah, not everyone you pray for will get healed. I was just speaking at a at a youth group the other day and, and we got the students praying for healing and there wasn't really much that happened at all. But like, you're never going to see a miracle. You're never going to see someone healed from your prayers if you aren't praying for sick people. You actually have to just step out. But I believe that there's a real measure of that even now. And then at the same time, wanting to contend for the healing move, which is going to heal thousands and thousands and thousands of people just in one city alone. So I want that move. But even right now, I just feel like I'm just blown away by how attainable the power of God is for healing. Because to Jesus, healing the sick was as natural as preaching the gospel was. There was no separation between the two. They went hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, like it says in the passage, he went preaching to the synagogues and people got healed. Right. He went to preach. He didn't necessarily go to heal people, but that's what happens. Yeah. Well, and in that part you said about his, his fame spread. Oh my goodness, right? Like that, and that's what we want. Every eye on Jesus. Mm. That's that's. I got to go meditate on that myself. But <laughs> <laughs> this no, is so good. I, after I prayed it, like lots of people prayed it weeks after that, and we meditated on it yeah. as a staff. So the Lord is highlighting that for sure. There's fire on that. That's awesome. All right, we're gonna have to have someone on the podcast to talk about healing at some point. But we're winding down this episode. We're already. <laughs> fairly far through this, but I mean, it wouldn't be a Burning Rooms episode without some sort of wacky segment, right? Exactly. Um, and we, we just want to commit to you guys that we will include immaturity and silliness as a part of probably every single podcast because we, otherwise we're not being ourselves. So Ex- exactly. this, is our, this is our Burning Rooms commitment to you. <laughs> now we couldn't decide on a segment yet. I mean, we're remote and we're missing some people, so it's going to be a bit different. So we decided uh, for this week, let's just have a segment on failed segments. Because, you know, in the past we talked about what kind of things could we do just to enjoy our time together. So on our previous brainstorming session, I'm just going to bring out a, a few a few ideas that we had. 
Yeah, we have we have these brilliant ideas and they're so hilarious. I'm like, there's no way we can do that. That's not gonna work. <laughs> but they're absolutely hilarious. But like there's always like a chance one person could be offended or something. So that's our disclaimer for this because we will go through this list. So our first one was prayer room etiquette. Just because we've been in the prayer room for a long time and we've noticed some things that sometimes distract. And so we decided, hey, let's come up with a bunch of silly names to highlight some prayer room etiquette, things that we should keep in mind when we're in the prayer room. And this is, this is essentially any prayer meeting or a house of prayer. So here's our list. You want to take turns going through this? For sure. So we, uh, <laughs> and so I think the original plan was like to talk about one a week and just and a very yep. lighthearted look at prayer room etiquette because in any given prayer room, there's always going to be some awkward behavior or something that's just kind of like, oh, this is sort of a pet peeve of mine. It's a pet peeve of yours. And it's not generally overall a big deal at all, but our level of silliness knows no bounds. So the, the first one we have on the list is, um, is, is over cologne, Kevin. Um, <laughs> your spelling of cologne was quite interesting. I noticed on this list as well, but that's another... That- that was a copy and paste from our old document. I'm not sure who wrote that document. Oh, so. okay. So might have been me, but <laughs> we could we could always throw one of our ex hosts under the bus because they're not here. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Over Cologne Kevin, you go ahead. Okay. Snacking Sally. So that's snacking the munching sounds in the prayer room. Oh, do you remember too? And sometimes people used to bring like their, their, like they would have a supper because we'd be over supper time. And it wasn't even that they were loud, but you could smell this delicious food and you're like fasting in the prayer not room. Not always delicious though. Sometimes tuna and eggs and yeah. You know, but but even tuna might smell good at, at six o'clock when you've been in the prayer room all day and you're just so hungry. You've maybe skipped lunch already. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, sockless Sue. Yeah. Lots of those. We won't say anything more because some of those sockless Sues are our friends. And this isn't a specific Sue, obviously. Using alliteration. Yeah. Like alliteration. Which is what brings the next one, yapping Johan, because, you know, I'm such a yapper in the prayer room. Yeah, just running that mouth, eh? Dancing Danica? Now we're all for dancing, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. It's when the arms start swinging and hitting people because you're in a small, confined space. If you have a very unique dancing style, perhaps. Pacing Peters. I think we're going to talk more about uh, pacing etiquette in this episode, but... Oh, I, I used to just sometimes wish that in the prayer room we had, like treadmills so we could like have enough room to pace as we pray and pacing was like pacing was my only it was the only like my only chance of staying awake all afternoon on a sunday especially if you're fasting your energy level is low but it's a sunday afternoon anyway like if i'm not walking i'm sleeping so like i had to pace and pray but all right snoring sam oh i did two in a row look at that if i think the key and we've seen this is that the key is to like if your hands are out like in a in a prayer type position when you close your eyes and fall asleep, like, it, like, are you sleeping or are you just encountering the Lord, right? And I think technique can be key on a full afternoon. Yeah. Some people master the art of the nap in the prayer room. Yeah. For sure. well, I've, and I've definitely accidentally had many little naps. But I think, like, I, I like to think of it as posturing yourself to receive dreams. Yeah. So we got snoring Sam and napping Neil. Yeah. A cell phone Jess. That's having your ringers on. Just remember to turn off your ringers. That's just common sense. Anywhere you go, really, in public. Well, not public, but... Earplug Eddie? I don't even know what the conversation with earplugs in. I don't even know. 
That's probably me. I, I wear earplugs in the prayer room because my sensitive hearing, you know, I got to have, I'm a, as an audio editor, I got to keep my hearing good. So I always have musicians earplugs in so I can actually hear conversations though. So as a fan of 90s Christian metal, my ears are not sensitive anymore. Yeah. Strapers help okay. me take care of that. Slow fire, Freddy. Oh, those are classic. Oh, so that's like on rapid fire yeah. prayers when, when we say five to 10 second prayers and they do a minute. A minute prayers, yeah. Definitely seen some uh, of those. You got the next one. Okay, this, I'm just reading this because this is on the list. <laughs> but I think this was your idea. It, it sounds like something I would say. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't put this in on the list though. So I don't, okay. but I might, I might well have been crop dusting Chris when you're, um, definitely, that's, I mean, if you're going to pace in the prayer room, <laughs> that's probably the time to, to do that, but. <laughs> There's if you a, don't know what crop dusting is, you can you can email us. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're done with that. We're done with that, guys. On, on that, to the next. That segment, that segment stinks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's what we should call this final segment. That segment stick, stinks. And then just have a bad segment. No, we're not going to do that. We, we want to have good, great segments for you guys. We, we only have a couple minutes here, but another segment we we're going to do is just getting Jehu to have a bunch of intelligent words that we don't understand and try to come up with definitions. And then he would give, I think we actually did something like that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, we did. And then I had, what the does wrong. that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. And I always but, had the right definition off the start. Uh, but we had some other words here we we're going to use or no, I think this was opposite. We were making up words and trying to come up with a definition. Is that what it is? Oh, that could be. Maybe we'll save this one for next time so we can buy another month to figure out a real segment. Yeah. Okay. That sounds perfect. All right. So actually next episode, we are hoping to have on, I want to pronounce this right, Stephen Alksin. He's from the House of Prayer in Edmonton, Hope. Uh, so we hope to hear a little bit of his story. He's an intercessory missionary there. And he had a one minute, two minute clip on one episode a long time ago. So... We are looking forward to talking to him and hearing his story. So tune in in a month from now. Yeah. And it's kind of our way of like making sure you get good content as we'll bring in bright people. And uh, yeah, I've, I've had a chance to meet Stephen just once when I was out at House of Prayer Edmonton. And he also did a, has an online on YouTube. You can access this. It's this teaching on the throne room where he just goes in depth on the throne room of God as well. But great guy. We we're really, really looking forward to that conversation. And and then we have a number of other people, like we say, on our list that I just think it's going to be, we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So stay tuned. Tell people about it. You can find us at burningrooms.ca if you want to find any information on us or get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, I think there's, we have the ability to actually host an audience on this platform. So maybe we'll do something like that someday. That might be fun where they can't actually talk and get on the recording, but they can watch us. That might be a very bad idea, actually. We'll see. I think we might have to pay people to get them to do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wake up on a Saturday morning to join us. Yeah. All right. Until next time, my name is Johan. And I'm Brian. And this has been the Burning, Burning Rooms, Rooms Podcast. Podcast.